0: Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, You know, we are now on, I guess, is it the second day of of January? Yeah, it's Sunday, the second day of January. Sorry, this last week's just been crazy trying to get all the books done, all the money right. Um, Had some decent weather last week that we knew was going to take a turn for the worst. And that being the case... um, you try to get as much done as you can uh and get that get get those things out of the way. Um so when the bad weather does come, you don't have a lot of extra things you're trying having to do in cold weather. Pretty much got that done. And and today gonna talk primarily about Elon Musk. Um fascinating, fascinating guy, but the the other thing just wanted to touch on. Um it appears to me. Biden is going to get a primary challenge from the progressive left. Now, I I I don't think it's going to be a Bernie Sanders. I don't think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren because they got a lot of they got a lot of influence with the Biden administration right now. I doubt AOC will burn her political capital. Uh, I I doubt she'll she'll burn her capital on a on on this quest. But you know, Washington D.C. and surrounding areas are full of a whole lot of people with a whole lot of, let's just say, self-interest. They're kind of interested in their self. Uh, People with a lot of ambitions that would like to be president or or like to have their 15 minutes of fame. Uh, And I think, you know, Teddy Kennedy won, I want to say, 12 states against Jimmy Carter uh, when he ran in the Democratic primaries in 1980. And with social media and that kind of stuff, you know, of course, of course you got to watch, still watch what you say about COVID or you'll be Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green, you'll be MTG'd off of social media. Um, and I know she maybe didn't play the thing all the way right, but I think sometimes to quote Rush Limbaugh, you have to be absurd to point out the absurdity. And, you know, it's... Um, Sometimes somebody just has to go out there on a quest to just prove how crazy the whole world is. And, you know, I thought we respected something like free speech in this country. And, you know, there, there's there been people selling snake oil forever. And, you know, sometimes the people selling snake oil, it wasn't really snake oil. Uh, you know, people that, you know... Who would who would have thought in 1860, and we had trains and everything, that somebody would say, "Well, within 40 years, everybody's going to have a personal automobile." They looked at you, thought you was nuts, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> or as I say, um, my grandfather, who was born in like 1898, 1899, he's seen the first car drive into our little town here. And he's seen a spaceship spaceship land on planet Earth. That was the space shuttle coming back, by the way. Um, so you know, be be careful what you say. People aren't saying that's right. That you know, you may be you may be held accountable, but. Um, I think Joe Biden's going to get challenged from the left. The left is just that they are not happy at all that the Build Back Better was held up by Joe Manchin. I think they thought that Biden was Manchin's big buddy from the Senate and he was going to get him to go along with it. Um, You know, there's some other things happening that that Biden hasn't been able to deliver on. And I think they're going to throw poor old Joe under the bus. You know, they, they had to come up with somebody that they could, you know, gin up enough votes to get to beat Trump. And old Joe was the guy. And they did that. And now they're not getting everything they want just because it's not there. And and you gotta remember with the midterms coming up, um it, it the, the, I you know, you never know what you never want to say never and you never want to make big predictions, but I still go out there and say the Republicans are going to take the House, probably take the House back in a big way. Uh, And probably going to take the Senate back. And then the Biden administration really is handcuffed. Now, I will say this much, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about, well, Nancy Pelosi was the two biggest losers of House seats in a long time. And yes, she did. And, you know, Barack Obama got elected, um, turned around, and, you know, they passed the Obamacare. And in 2010, Nancy Pelosi lost like 60 seats, but she got Obamacare passed. And guess what? Nancy Pelosi got back reelected and she got her infrastructure bill through, which even though it's not the build back better, it's got a lot of stuff in it. And yeah, she's gonna face another historic loss, but she got that legislation passed. Um so is she really a loser? Maybe she's showing you that to get things done you're gonna have to you know when you have the advantage, press your advantage, get stuff passed, and then play defense when the opposition beats you bad to keep them from being able to ever change it, and then come back again if your opposition overreaches and then you know get some more stuff passed. Um, and don't, don't write off Build Back Better yet. They're going to talk to Joe Manchin. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of child care thing passed. They're going to take the parts of it that he said he would support. They're going to package it together and they're going to pass it. Partly, I think, so the establishment Democrats can tell the the crazy left-wingers that, you know, hey, we, 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 we we got this passed. You know, it wasn't everything you wanted, but we got this passed. And since we got this passed, you need to just go on. But... Um, I think it's going to prove for an interesting, interesting uh, three more years. That, that maybe essentially Joe Biden's a lame duck president already with three years left to go, which, you know, in a way, people say, well, lame duck, you don't have any power anymore. But on the other hand, if he's not ever worried about coming back, he can kind of do whatever he wants. But let, let's talk about Elon Musk. Um, Elon Musk made a made an interesting comment. We have essentially no patents in SpaceX, and he says our primary long term competition is in China. And if we publish the patents, it would be farciable because the Chinese would just use them as a recipe book. You know, um, imitation's the greatest form of flattery, but I. I, I get that. I understand that. And, and you know, if they're not going to, quote-unquote, respect the rule of, rule of law or competition, then we got to play by different sets of rules. And and, and Elon Musk is, is doing that. Now, Elon Musk was also on um, a podcast that I listened to, a guy by the name of Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. It's Hardcore History Addendum. It's kind of uh, his... Um, uh, he's kind of got several podcasts there. This Dan Carlin does. He's a liberal out of Portland, Oregon, but but he does a pretty good job with history, and he d- does a does a fascinating job interviewing Elon Musk. And basically, Elon Musk is saying, you know, most your modern wars anymore, two things. One, they're won by the engineers. They're won by the people that develop the, the better airplanes. They're the people that develop the atomic bomb. The people that develop the better radar. You know the better, w- whatever the the people that break the code better. So maybe they're not engineers, more math mathematicians. But you know the, the the things along that line. You know, and basically our our big battleships at the end of the war, the fire direction control that, that they used was a basic computer. You know they had they had you know basically, uh, and, and the British really put a computer together to break the German Enigma mach- machine uh several several movies about that that are out there but but I you know Elon Musk you know uh talked talked about that and then the second thing that he mentioned is there's a lot of war by other means right now i.e. cold wars um economic sanctions banking system uh cyber technology uh, all kinds of things that you can go on to quote unquote, do do war, or punish your enemies, uh, and, and and do that in a way that you're you're not shooting at any any at people anymore. And, and he even brought up the fact that you know you know it's coming. You're going to take the pilot out of airplanes. And and, and the reason you're going to do that, the reason you're going to do that uh re- really interesting to listen to him talk about that is you know the the one the airplane can then do things that the pilot would lose consciousness would pass out, and two you have to spend a whole lot of money protecting the pilot in that airplane, you know an oxygen system an ejection seat you know a lot of stuff like that that if they were drones you you wouldn't have to do that you you make it better performance but you and make it able to do things that that a human can't do but you also cheapen the cost i mean really really well a 180 to 200 pound pilot that's just that much less weight you're carrying in that airplane you know, and not not just the ejection seat and all that stuff, but you know the the armored canopy around the the pilot, uh, all that. And you know, basically, it's a Star Wars scenario where our droid army fights their droid army, and whoever's droid army wins, you're done. You know, may, maybe the the point of of civilians dying is lessened now. I think you turn the droid army loose, you maybe actually lose more people that way. In a way, and 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 must did did uh, you know did bring up the fact that he thought the United States here recently has lost a few wars that we probably could have won if we would have practiced unrestricted warfare, which we're not going to. Um, we're going to tie our hands because we believe in not convi- c- killing civilians and doing things in, in a way. Um, you know, let, let's just face it. Let's look at the country of Afghanistan. This is probably getting me in trouble. Probably people will be upset. But there's two outfits that have conquered that area. One was Alexander the Great. One was Genghis Khan. Now, not so much about Alexander the Great, but let's tell you what, what what when when, when Genghis Khan and his armies, or Kublai Khan and his armies, showed up outside the gates to your city or your village or your country... They gave you one of two choices: submit or die. And the submit was really uh, not a great option either, because you became a slave to them. You know, now now, now they did integrate a lot of opposing generals and a lot of opposing military fo- forces into their armies that showed that they were capable of. So I mean, it wasn't you know it wasn't totally those two choices, but in a lot of cases it was, and. You know the 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 fact, the fact that you you have a, um, you know, an outfit that just shows up, um, and and boom, you know, you, you either go with us or we're going to destroy you. We don't do that. We don't do that. And in and, and that case, we're probably not going to win everything if those other people are willing to, to to bet it all, bet everything. But we do have a lot of other ways of, of doing economic warfare, sanctions, you know, drone strikes. I mean, um, there, there's a whole lot of stuff probably going on that we probably don't even want to know about. I mean, even to the point where I was reading an article where the Chinese are like um, not only just their own country, but the whole world. They're looking at newspaper articles and social media and everything else, and they're kind of putting together a worldwide enemies list and a worldwide friendlies list. Worldwide. So they know who's critical of them and who's complimentary of them and where things are going. Um, And and I know you're going to say, oh, the Chinese... My guess is the CIA's been doing some of that, too. Wouldn't put it past them a bit. Uh, and so it makes for, makes for interesting. So how does this affect agriculture? Well, once again, let's tie it back into China. You know, when Elon Musk says, you know, his competition's China, and he says, I'm not going to put any patents out there because they'd steal all of them. Who we selling all these soybeans to? Who we selling a lot of pork to, chicken to, beef to? Who are we selling some wheat to? Who are we selling corn to? It's Chinese, and, and somebody's going to sell it to them, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, us, Brazil, Australia, you know, whoever. And 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 I will say a lot of it. You know, people looked when you know Trump got into it with the Chinese, and basically, you know, well, we're going to have a six hundred million bushel soybean carryover, and we didn't. It was what half of that. It was because, yeah, we didn't sell them soybeans, other people did, but then people that were buying soybeans from the other people that sold it to them ended up buying it for us. So things just kind of rotated around in a different way. <laughs> you know. And, and I think that's one reason, too, why China is totally into trying to get the continent of Africa to be in the same situation that South America is. You know they're going to farm everything south of the the equatorial uh, jungles, and they're probably going to clear some of that area, and figure out a way. You know what? One, what? What? Somebody tell me that equator, the the, the um, uh, maybe it wasn't the equator, just south of the equator, but someplace there in Congo, you can get three crops of vegetables a year. I mean, it doesn't really matter when you plant your vegetables. They will grow and they will mature up and you harvest them and then you replant some more. You know, and and there's been been a lot of starvation on, on that continent, but a lot of it's been inflicted by, you know, there's no private property rights. There's no rule of law and whoever's got the biggest guns take over and they run the other people off because at the end of the day, it's sometimes easier just to take it away from somebody else than it is to grow it to begin with. That's why you have the rule of law. That's why you have private property rights. That's why you, you know, you have a system, an economic system that works. Um, But wow. um, You know, kind of tying this whole deal together and, you know, y- you kind of wonder too, tying this back into my original thing about, you know, the left making a, a play at Biden. If Biden does get a left-wing progressive challenge or serious one uh then you know some people are talking i think there's a lady that was Bernie sanders's campaign manager there's that marianne williams she dropped out of the democratic primaries this last time but she's kind of some self-help rich guru type person a uh, couple other candidates that the names have been mentioned okay if Biden gets a big left wing challenge and, and they actually get some traction, he's gonna have to kind of go left wing to 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 firm up his base, and I'm not sure that's good for some of these other problems that we have. If he's firming up his base and spending time doing that, he's not spending time and effort doing other things. Uh it. it crazy world we live in right now it's 2022 you know we thought that in 2021 was a was a crazy year around here i'll just throw that out there it just was uh it's kind of the new normal uh everything's going good on the farm you know the the um we just had last night the last cow had her calf supposed to have it in december but she didn't um and we won't have anybody now till march just for the simple fact that the um Um boss um she just told me I can't calve anymore in January and February because when it's just her and me, we're not going to be fighting the cold weather, carrying calves into the house or putting a heat box in or anything else. So yeah, it is kind of cold, but the cow had it last night. Her and the calf are fine. She is a rip though. She's she she's got a she's got a trip ahead of her. I'm tired of her attitude. So, you know, that's I want them where I can work with them even when they're having calves. I know some people like them being a little bit more aggressive than that, but she's just a pain. But I digress. But yeah, Elon Musk making the comment: we essentially we have essentially no pat- patents in SpaceX because the Chinese would just copy it all. Uh, and I got a niece who's a patent attorney. Um, find it. Find. I'm. I'm going to pick up the phone and talk to her and kind of see what what her comments are on that and see what she says. Um, it's, huh? You you just kind of wonder where it all goes, but you know I I think I think two it two of the things that maybe maybe come out of left field on us this year, and the virus, yeah, the virus is with us. The virus is here. Everybody's going nuts about the virus, but this latest variant. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um this latest latest variant seems to be a lot milder it's it's the variant that's going to give everybody natural herd immunity it's the one that everybody's going to get it's like a it's like a giant vaccine everybody's going to get it like a common cold you're not going to get too bad sick there'll be a few people that will But, you know, there's millions of people in in this country. There's billions of people in the world. And, you know, there's always complicating factors and there's always that that one-off of any rule. But um, it may actually get enough people that we start getting that herd immunity and getting that real good resistance to it because they're actually getting the thing. And um, it, it may... It may work to our advantage because it's not real, real deadly that it gets everybody kind of vaccinated natural herd immunity, which is probably better than a vaccine anyway. Better watch it. I'm going to get Marjorie Taylor greened here. I'll get canceled if I don't be careful what I say, but uh, it, it it may actually by summer, you know, we're biting struggling right now with what the with the virus and everything else maybe by summer this thing starts going the other way you know you had that terrible flu in 1918 that was deadly and killed lots of people and yeah it went all over the world and it was going around and all of a sudden it disappeared it mutated itself out of business um and enough people probably got resistance to the flu I mean, you know, just just there, there's a whole there's a whole lot of things going on here that I sometimes I sometimes sometimes I think we make things too complicated, and sometimes I think we make things too simple um, and and generally somewhere in a, in a happy medium or or maybe it just depends on the situation. Maybe certain things need to be really complicated and other things need to be really, really uh, simplified. And I know a lot of times when you're trying to talk to the average person, if I try to describe a whole bunch of stuff we're doing about farming, we get way, all of us, me included, we get way too, way far down into the weeds. And instead of just saying, we're trying to provide the best possible food for you at the best possible price we can. And, and uh, you know, affordable qualities of good, wholesome food. There you go. It's your answer. Um, But Elon Musk, an uh, interesting guy. Interesting things going on here. Um, Bernie going to get prom- – I think Bernie's going to get challenged from the left. I really do. I think the left thinks they're – and in certain areas, they are very, very popular. But I also think, too, the left has been very, very, very good at shutting so many people down from talking about it that the left doesn't realize there's an undercurrent of people that probably don't agree with them, but they're just not going to say anything. But – the the left may find out they're not quite as popular as what they think they are, and then they're going to wonder why and what happened and everything else. Because well, everybody we talk to agrees with me. Now well, that's because you don't have anybody. You don't mix with anybody that's got a dissenting opinion of yours, or you shout down anybody that does. Um, and that's you know that 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 you know you start getting into an echo chamber then. And generally, the echo chambers end up being box canyons, which is another story in itself. But the um, the Elon Musk stuff, interesting. Joe Biden getting getting tagged from the left. I think that's interesting. I think it all intersects at some point down the road. How it does, I don't quite know, but I think it will. And so that's kind of that's kind of and, and, and like I said, my take on the virus, I think, you know, and, and you know what, we could get a really bad strain tomorrow. It could happen, you know. But on the other hand, I think you got to keep moving on, like you're not gonna you're not gonna let it dictate, you know, what decisions and how you do things. I think you just got to keep moving on. At the end of the day, um, it will go away, and then it'll be something else. You know, the, the news media has to sell news, and the best way the news media can do that is scaremongering or getting it wrong. Um, I I just ordered a book off of Amazon, The Gray Lady Winked or The Gray Lady Blinked or something. It's about the New York Times and how, through history, the New York Times had got so much stuff wrong. Like, at the beginning of World War II, when, when well, now, was that when the... Japanese got into the big fight with the Chinese or when they, you know, invaded Shanghai or, you know, wasn't when Germany jumped off into Poland. Um, well, the, the night Germany jumped off into Poland, the Nazi propaganda machine, and I got to watch it here because whenever you talk about this kind of stuff, it's going to get twisted on you, talked about how there, there were these Polish, um, um, revolutionaries or resistance fire or whatever they jumped across the border and and they started this thing and the new york times reported that the new york times reported that well and and when stalin was starving a whole bunch of ukrainians and southern russians to death and the new york times basically turned a blind eye to that but i'm, I'm going to read that book it's going to be interesting you know, the, the supposedly the paper of record, the paper that makes all these journalistic careers, that nobody wants to criticize that paper because it does have so much control and influence. You know, actually this guy wrote a book about how many times they were wrong. And, and hindsight's always really good because when somebody's reporting on something that's happening today, they're going to see it from their point of view or the point of view whoever is hosting them there is showing them And their own biases are going to come out. And then after it's all said and done and you get to interview everybody and see everything and come from it from all the directions it comes from, the story may change a little bit. And that's why living through history versus reading history is two entirely different things. Well, hey, to all you farmers out there, all you ranchers out there, all you people in agriculture, um... You know, I I hope you have a profitable year coming up. I know some areas uh, had a tough crops. Um, you know, it's dry in certain areas right now. We we you know caught, you know you had all those wildfires in Kansas. Now you had all those wildfires fires in Colorado. Uh, you know, you had all those tornadoes through well from southern Illinois into southern Indiana really hit Kentucky hard. You had Arkansas, uh, some other southern states. That's still going on. And and the Dakotas and Montana are like negative 50 chill right now. Um, so may, maybe this is just the normal, normal, normal that always goes on. Who knows? Well, hey, to the smartest audience in agriculture, kind of banged around on a few different topics here today, but I think interesting that the Elon Musk stuff is the stuff that's most interesting to me because wh- whether, whether he goes completely bust and bankrupt and becomes... Um, Oh, who was the era? Howard Hughes, or whether he goes on to to you know be the first guy to land people on Mars, the um, interesting carrier and a character and a guy that I think is very 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 smart, and I think very forward looking, and I think also looks back really well. I got I just one last thing before we go here. Um, you know, he was talking to Dan Carlin about World War II and the engineers, and talking about you know the 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 most how do you say successfully economical airplane that we built was not the highest performance airplane. It wasn't the it, it wasn't the the it wasn't it wasn't the flashiest one. It wasn't the most famous one. It was the F six Hellcat, and, and it was a, it was big. It was like the size of a P-47, you know, but it did have these folding wings. You could put it on aircraft carriers. It was real easy, and this is a quote, for people that grew up back outside the barn, it was real easy for them to learn to fly. It it had a really slow stall speed, which made it really easy to land on carriers. It was heavily armored, real heavily armored. And, and, you know, it couldn't out-dogfight a Zero, but a Zero couldn't really knock it out of the sky and it had a lot of armament itself and it could knock it out of the sky with the right tactics. You know, training and tactics and the right airplane. And the thing was that airplane, it wasn't taking on the best German fighters. It didn't have to be the highest performance fighter out there. It just had to beat the zero. And they built one that beat the zero and it had a kill ratio like 18 or 19 to 1. Now the, the Corsair which was a lot, quote-unquote, sexier airplane, and it had a kill ratio of 13 to 1, but um, it, it cost more, and it had other things, you know, to do, but they built an airplane for a specific purpose, to do a specific job, and it did it very, very, very well. I just hope that we got those good engineers still working for us. Well, hey... To the smartest audience in agriculture, thanks for listening.